Can you believe this is Labor Day Sunday? <laughs> yes. Has it been a good summer? You know, we've had a lot of things going on this summer, haven't we? It's been a busy one. But you know what? It's been good, and I'm so glad we're we're here. Labor Day Sunday is a special day for us because over the past three or four years, we've always had Teen Challenge come up on this day. And I'm excited to have Teen Challenge with us today. It's a ladies group this year. Yeah, amen. Give them a hand. Yes. And it's a ladies group this year from Western Michigan, meaning out of Muskegon area. And so they're going to have the service after we do our worship and our prayer time as we normally do. About 11 o'clock, we'll turn the service over to them. And we're going to hear their testimonies. We're going to hear Pastor Dave give a message. And we're just going to celebrate with them. Amen? You know, we all have a lot to celebrate reasons for, right? I mean, we all have our problems. None of us here can walk through life and say, I don't have a problem. I don't need to be forgiven. Is there anybody here that can say that? Well, my hand's down. Absolutely not. We all have the reason to celebrate freedom in Christ. And that's what we do today. And that's what we do every day. We should be doing it every day, right? Amen. Not just on Sundays, but every day we should be celebrating freedom in Christ because it's only through him do we have freedom to walk in this world. Amen? It's a good thing. Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. So thankful that you're here, Father. So thankful that we don't have to wait on you because you're already waiting on us. And so now we just come to you this morning and we celebrate our freedoms in Christ. We celebrate, God, the fact that you've forgiven us, that you've renewed us, you've redeemed us, that our past is gone, our past has not controlled our future, that we look forward to a great day and we look forward to a great eternity and we're excited about it. In Jesus' name, amen. Good to be with you this morning. Uh, my name is Pastor Dave Russell, and uh been coming up here many years. It's good to be with you today. And uh, now if I yawn during this presentation, I got up at 5 a.m. and went to bed too late last night, so <laughs> understand that. But it's good to be with you this morning. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on at the ministry right now. Um, Pastor Phil McLean, who's our uh, founder and executive director for 54 years, uh, retired this year and um, uh, handed the reins over to his son, Ron uh, McLean, and he's our new executive director. He had been on our board for a few years, uh, but he has now joined us as our executive director. And uh, we've seen God doing a lot of good things uh, since Pastor Ron uh, came on. He's brought some new perspective and a fresh look. And we just see God working and, and moving uh, in both our men's and our women's facility. And our chapels have just been awesome. Just God really moving and touching people and seeing lives changed for the glory of God. What Pastor Phil started 54 years ago uh, has just seen thousands and thousands of people through the ministry uh, come to Jesus Christ and not only come to a saving knowledge of Christ, but uh, we see people getting rooted and grounded and established in Christ. The most important thing we want to see worked into our students is having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and uh, gaining an understanding of his word, what it means to be a Christian, what it means uh, to be a disciple of Christ and follow Christ. And uh, I've always said, uh, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where I found bread. Amen. And uh, But I thank God that in Christ we have this new freedom in our lives. I speak from personal experience. I went through the ministry in 1991, uh, came up from Florida, addicted to uh, drugs and alcohol. And I had heard a group of men from Teen Challenge down in Florida when I was 13 years old sitting in an assembly of God about this size. And, of course, I was on the back pew and had a bag of weed in my pocket and listening to these guys give testimonies. And then my parents invited them to the house to feed them lunch, and I knew why they did that. But I went into my bedroom, locked the door, turned up. Uh, I think I had Leonard Skinner Street Survivors on, playing it on my old cabinet stereo, had it cranked up, and uh, I was actually rolling up joints to sell, sell at school the next day. 
And these guys were knocking on my bedroom door. Hey, Dave, we want to talk to you. I just turned the music up a little louder. And, uh, but it was amazing. Um, when I was 25, I found myself in a detox center in Clearwater, Florida. And, um, I didn't know back when I was 13 that was Jesus knocking at my door. And, um, I was really strung out. My life was pretty messed up. And I prayed for the first time in years when I was in that detox center. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? And um, I knew when I left there, I would probably go right back to drugs. And God took me back in my mind to when I was 13 years old, sitting in that church, listening to those guys from Teen Challenge, talking about how God had changed their lives. And uh, so I made some inquiry at the detox center and called every teen challenge in Florida. They were all full. And uh, the last lady I talked to said, I have a two-month waiting list. you want me to put you on it? I said, well, they're putting me out here in a couple of days. If I go back to the street, I'm going to die. And she said, well, I know there's one with availability up in Muskegon, Michigan. She gave me the number, and I was on a bus about 10 days later. And uh, when I walked through the doors of Teen Challenge, I basically walked through there just thinking, I'm going to get off dope. I'm going to get cleaned up, and then I'm out of here. And little did I know God had a plan. And it wasn't a 30-day plan. It wasn't a three-month plan. It wasn't a three-year plan. God says, no, you're going to be here the next 30-plus years of your life. And uh, now if you'd have told me that when I walked in the door, I'd have got scared and ran out. I knew, amen. But the Bible says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all we can ask or think. Amen. And I'm glad his plans prevailed in my life. And what he did in my life, he's doing in the lives of these ladies today. And he's changing them. He's working in them. And he's got a plan for them. And uh, it's a good plan. And I always tell the students, you know, be still, be patient. Um, God's got a plan, and he's going to work it out, but you have to let him work it out. You have to be here and just let him minister to you and change you and show you the direction he wants you to go. Uh, our motto at Teen Challenge is we exist to develop a life in Christ with a hope and freedom that's found only in Christ. And we do this, you know, by teaching uh, not only moral principles, but we want to see our students grounded through the Word of God. We want that Word of God to get in their hearts and, and get into their lives. And I like what the psalmist David said. He said, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And so we want to see that word get down into their their heart. And uh, we uh, work exclusively at our center um, with adults, Adult and Teen Challenge. And most of the adults who walk through our doors bring with them a, a pretty bad or tragic history of substance abuse and many other life-controlling problems, I think, that go along with that uh, in their life. Some of them get been getting in trouble with the law uh, for a long time, and uh, but it's all goes back to their lifestyle and the way they've been uh, living. But we offer solutions to adults and families who struggle with these life-controlling issues, and we de- endeavor to help people become mentally sound. Amen. I know when I got here, I was not mentally sound. My mind was messed up. We want to see them emotionally balanced, socially adjusted, physically well, but most of all spiritually alive. And um, I see God doing a work in them from the inside out, amen, in their lives. And um, David Wilkerson, of course, started the ministry of Teen Challenge back in 1958, and uh, he began going out on the streets of New York and ministering and witnessing to these gang members, uh, prostitutes, drug addicts, uh, people who were out on the street. And as he saw them uh, being converted to Christ, as he was ministering Christ to them, people were getting saved. He saw there was that need to get them off the street. 
and have them come to a place where they could learn what it meant to be a Christian and how to live a different way, and that is to live for God. And uh, Pastor McLean, back in 1969, pretty much did the same thing. In fact, he was pastoring a small church in Whitehall, Michigan, and uh, he read the book, The Cross and the Switchblade, and it really impacted him. And he immediately resigned the church he was pastoring. And he started got, started out going down to the beaches and the parks, wherever he could find these hippies hanging out and drinking and doing drugs. And he started witnessing Christ to them. And they began getting saved. And so he opened up a women's facility first, and then a year later a men's facility. And uh, we have seen thousands of people come through the doors and seen their lives turned around for the glory of God and and seen them saved, set free, delivered. And not just them, a lot of times some of their family members, because of what's going on in their lives, they get drawn to Christ too. And we've seen whole households saved. We've seen spouses saved, um, children saved because of what God is doing in these students at Teen Challenge. <clears throat> and so we just continue to do this work of Christ day in and day out. And if you want more information on the center, we have some brochures out in the foyer. And uh, our numbers are on the back of those to the men's and women's facility. And if you know someone who needs help, take that. All they have to do is call us. We'll interview them for acceptance right over the phone. and uh, Or they can go online, fill out an application, and we'll actually respond to them. And so it's very easy if people are serious about a life change for them to get involved with the ministry. And, uh, but God might want to use you to reach them. Amen. Um, rarely does somebody just show up at the door and say, I want help. They hear about us from word of mouth, from pastors, church members, probation officers, judges. Um, and so maybe you know someone right now. They could use this. Uh, take that information, put it in their hands. God wants to use you to reach them. And so give that information to them or have them call us, and we'd be glad to talk to them uh, about the program. Uh, there's no lack of need in our society right now. Amen. And I think drugs and alcohol probably has pretty much affected everyone and each every family today. We can probably all think of someone who's, who it's affected and who needs God in their life and Christ. And when a person comes to the end of their selves, and even if you just plant a seed, they might get to a point a year or two later, hey, somebody told me where I could get help. I'm ready for help. And so planting that seed is important too. Like I said, when I was 13, that seed was planted in me and I never forgot it. And when I needed it, it came back to me where to get help. And so I thank God. And uh, I want you to hear some of these ladies' testimonies this morning, just what God's been doing in them and uh, in their life. And I'm going to start right on the end down here. I'm going to ask Heather to come. Amen. Good morning, church. My name is Heather. I really feel the presence of the Lord here today. This is a really wonderful church. Yeah. Um, I've been in the program going on nine months now. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. <laughs> uh, considering where I was nine months ago, uh, my depression was so bad. I uh, didn't really want to breathe anymore, to be honest. I remember brushing my teeth, and I would have to turn the mirror because I couldn't stand the sight of my own face. Um, yeah, so that's how just down and lost and completely uh, hopeless I was, honestly. I could not stop drinking. I had no idea how to stop drinking. I, you know, it started off when I was 16, really in high school, just 
going to parties and casual. And then in my 20s, it was just what I did on the weekends because I always held a job. And then the next thing you know, it's like, this is America, and it's totally acceptable to say I work hard, I play hard. There's really nothing wrong with that. Is is just the culture that uh, absorbed me, to be honest. So I didn't really know I had a problem because I was going to work and I was always holding a job down and I was still responsible. But just the older I got, the more um, just consistent this problem became. And then came DUIs and uh, just blackouts and awful choices. Just I was... I just woke up one day and realized, like, how did I get this way? And even though I believed in God, this is the crazy thing. I believed in God. I knew there was a God. I grew up Catholic. But I was, like, still uh, getting into this new age. Like, I started going to t- psychics and tarot card readings and all this really just wacky stuff that was just... The devil was really pulling me away, pulling me away, pulling me away from God. And to the point where I said, when I couldn't look at my face in the old mirror, I had no idea what my identity was. I, I didn't have my identity. It was in a relationship or a man. And it was just, um, I just, I didn't want to breathe anymore. I really didn't. So now coming to Teen Challenge, nine months, like, I'm reading the Word of God. Um, I have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, it's not just God is not just this vague being that I can't grasp or get a hold of. Like, I know Jesus hears me. I have moments so genuine and deep with the Lord that now I understand uh, my life is not my own. I really grasp this now. So I don't have to worry anymore. Um, I pray about everything now. And and I just know that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So now the closer I get to God and the more I fall in love with him, I'm just like, Lord, I just want to please you. I want to tell other people that, hey, listen, Satan's deceived all of us. Like, this is not how it's supposed to be. I truly believe we're living in end times. Um, I look at the generations growing up. I'm terrified for them. I spend a lot of time praying for young people because uh, it, it's, it's just scary what the devil has been doing, um, and just so, you know, cunningly and sneakily. So I know God chose me. Like I am a chosen person. I'm not a drunk anymore. Um, I'm not just sober and I'm a chosen person of God. I'm an ambassador of Christ and I'm going to do some holy work for the kingdom. And that is the only thing that matters. That is my identity. That is where I can lay my head down at night and I can actually have peace and joy and strength. So the joy of the Lord is my strength and he's developing me more and more as I go and I am going to be someone awesome for the kingdom of God I know it hallelujah thank you hello my name is Heather as well um thank you guys for having us um I uh my mom had been praying for me for years to come into the program and um Finally, um, the Lord had gotten me to a place where I, I needed him. Um, I was, uh, I became a really bad alcoholic. Like I didn't start drinking until like my, mm, about middle of my thirties. And, um, and I started drinking very heavily. So within like 10 years, I had like my liver is down to like less than 10%. So I have cirrhosis of the liver, or I don't like to claim it. This body has cirrhosis of the liver. And, um, so I was in the hospital a couple times. Um, the first time I was in the hospital, I couldn't move my legs. Um, my mom had to take me home and take care of me. I was in, you know, a wheelchair. I used a walker. I was on oxygen. Um, I was wearing diapers, uh, bedside mode like it was it was bad um so then i i went back to drinking again i ended up back in the hospital and um yeah you know this time i could move my legs so i went into a nursing home and i'm 45 years old and was in a nursing home <laughs> you know and um but um you know and then and then I went back to drinking again, but you know, I, I was, I was dying. 
I, I had no strength. I, you know, I, I couldn't take care of myself. And, you know, um, they had told my mom when I was in the hospital to get ready for me to die, that I was not going to make it out of the hospital. Um, they sent me home with a booklet um, for me to fill out for my funeral arrangements. And um, why I chose to, you know. But anyways, um, you know, I, I realized, you know, that I was dying and I needed the Lord. I knew the Lord from, I mean, I didn't know, I didn't have a personal relationship with him, but my mom planted that seed when I was little. And, um, and I knew there was the Lord, but it was just, you know, devil, the devil just had such a grip on me. Anyways, um, so my mom had been praying for me for years and I, I finally listened and it really felt like the Lord walked me through the doors of Teen Challenge. It really felt like he did, like I had that comfort. And when I first entered the program, I was so weak, I couldn't crawl to the back of the van. I couldn't take out the garbage. There were so many things I couldn't do. And I actually forgot about those things. And the girls were like, do you remember? And I was like, oh, wow. You know, they were like, you need to share that, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, you know, he's he's done so many things for me. And... um so, um, you know, Philippians 4.13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And let me share one more thing is that um, my son, I have a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old, and the 22-year-old, um, he knew me before I started drinking. And um, he he chose to forgive me um, after I entered the program. I was I think I was only in maybe a couple months. And he told me that he forgave me, and then he chose to take back his forgiveness. But um, I, I immediately, I did not let that upset me. I walked out of the office where I had made the phone call and found that out from my mother. Um, and I claimed victory on that. Um, I chose to give it to the Lord, and I was like, I am not going to be upset because this is in the Lord's hands, and He is going to, He's going to turn this around. And my son is, we are going to be close again, and. Um, so my son, he's, he said to me that he doesn't forgive me, but he still wants to speak to me. That's victory right there. So Mark eleven twenty two says that if I believe it and I have no doubt and I pray for it, I will receive it. And, um, so, you know, I, Teen Challenge is like such a blessing. I am, I'm so grateful to be there. I, my walk with the Lord is so much stronger. Thank you guys for having us. Good morning. My name is Michaela, and I'm going to start off with Mark 12:30, For you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Um, so just to give you a little background, um, when I was 13, I was diagnosed with a mental disorder that is called bipolar and my experience with this was that, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, um, is an extreme highs and extreme lows, like an emotional roller coaster that you can never get off of. Um, that's probably the best way to explain it is the amount of time that I have, but it was never, nothing was ever normal, like, I guess, normal. Um, I have a twin brother who wasn't affected at all. And I don't think that these mental disorders come from the Lord at all. I think that is definitely Satan. Um, I was taking different medications for the last 23 years. Um, I could name off a couple of them. But at one point in my life, I was taking 13 medications a day. And um, I had a drinking problem. I lived in darkness as well. And um, I had been drinking on a three-day bender, and I forgot how many of those pills that I took and kept taking them. Um, my stomach started hurting really badly, and so I went to the emergency room at Garden City Hospital, and they gave me some pain medication, and it didn't affect me. 
and they gave me some more and I went to sleep and I actually woke up in the ambulance on the way to Henry Ford in downtown Detroit to the surgical intensive care unit because my liver had failed completely. Um, they were waking me up every hour on the hour to ask me who the president was, what my name was, if I knew where I was because my liver had shut down. When your organs shut down, then your brain can start to bleed. Um, but I just want to let you know about the miraculous healing because overnight, my liver rejuvenated itself completely by the hand of God. No doctor could have saved my life. The I was in general population three days later getting ready to go home. Um, my father abused me at a young age as well, and... Um, I tried to reconcile that relationship with him in 2019, and um, we were going somewhere in his vehicle, and he tried to abuse me again. So I jumped out of his vehicle going 55 miles per hour. And um, after 10 days of being in a coma in the hospital, I woke up with eight staples in my head and yet another miraculous healing um, by the glory of God, I had no broken bones. I had no brain injuries. And I was released the very next day. Um, I've been in Teen Challenge for three months. And the biggest impact, please believe, those other instances are very, very heartfelt to me and my family. But today, for the first time in 23 years, for three months, I can say that my mental illness is miraculously healed by the glory of God as well. I can go through my days now talking to God, and I am, I'm okay. I don't have panic attacks. I do not, I'm emotionally stable. And the relationship that I have with the Lord after surrendering these things to him has changed my life dramatically. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. And the Lord comes so that you may have life and that you may have life abundantly. Thank you, church, so much for having us. Without you, there would be no us. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, my name is Shay. I am 33 years old. I am the youngest of the group, even though I do believe I am the tallest. i got to stop wearing heels. Um, <clears throat> my addiction started when I was in college. I played volleyball for the University of Florida, go Gators. And I ended up losing my scholarship when I got pregnant with my son. At that point, I thought I was a failure. I'd worked so hard for this, and I lost it. <clears throat> um, it my darkness got so bad that I got gang affiliated, I became a queen of the Latin Kings, and I started selling drugs. Easy money, you know, I thought, you know, I had everything. And I was just so far into my darkness that I got thrown into Kent County Correctional Facility when they caught me with two ounces less than a kilo of dope. And I had enough methamphetamine in my system to kill a horse. So they threw me into isolation for 14 days. And during that isolation, the guard, just to keep me occupied, threw a book at me. Can y'all guess what book that was? He threw me a Bible. I sat there for the entire 14 days reading that Bible. And after my 14 days was up, my chaplain came in and it ended up, ended up being a five hour conversation in her office. And I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my savior in that jail. My life, I realized it was like a tandem bike. You know, the bikes with the two seats where both y'all got a pedal to keep it going. God was always back there helping me pedal and I just never knew it. But in that jail, him and I switched spots, and I let him be the leader of my life. And he ended up leading me to Teen Challenge. And my sentence, I was looking at 17 to 21 years. And by the grace of God, I just went to court two weeks ago, and the judge threw my case out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Praise God. I could not think when they told me teen challenge, I was like, I'm not no teeny bopper. I'm 33 years old. What am I doing at teen challenge? Well, little did I know that God, he was just leading me to a place of love, joy, acceptance, and healing. And I needed this in my life. And teen challenge is such a wonderful place. Like I've not only become clean and sober, this is the longest I've been sober my entire life, but 
I have a relationship with the number one person in the world. And it's amazing because I wear this ring just to show, like, I'm married to God now. I don't need a relationship in my life. I don't need a man to tell me that I'm worthy enough because the man tells me I'm worthy enough. And I just, I thank him so much for leading me here. And if, like, if you guys do know anybody, please, please grab one of those brochures and just plant that seed and just hand it to them. Because sometimes that's all it takes. Just please. It's such an amazing place. And thank you guys for having us. Because if it wasn't for y'all, we wouldn't even be able to be here. Thank you. Good morning. Um, I'm probably almost the oldest. I'm a senior citizen. Um, I don't know what happened. I raised my kids, worked, got to be 60 years old, and decided I would just go astray. I just really didn't know. God, I was busy, and I always knew I needed to get close to God again, but just never found the time and ended up getting myself in a world of trouble. I got so far into trouble, I just couldn't get out of it, and I kept putting off getting closer to God till I had to make a decision, kind of like her. And so I, they told me team challenge or kind of prison, and I, well, I do want to get closer to God. So I took the team challenge, but same thing there. Well, I'm definitely not a team. But I went, and it was hard at first because I'm kind of stuck in my ways. But I'll tell you, I couldn't have done it without them. I'm learning, and I'm learning a lot. And every day I learn a little bit more. And there's no way I could have done it because I just I couldn't have. I wake up every day wanting to learn more because they're teaching me and they're teaching me how to learn at 65 years old it's not easy and I there's just no way without the help from them that I could have learned been able to I didn't even know how to pray when I came they are they taught me how to pray they're teaching me how to read the Bible and understand what I'm reading because I have a brain I've had a couple strokes, and so my brain doesn't work correctly. So they're teaching me how to understand what I read, and they work with me, and I'm actually learning. And that, you know, I haven't been in, I haven't been in school since 1977, so that's a major thing, you know. <laughs> it's a lot of years, and without them, I couldn't do it. And that... So without you people, and I just, you know, it's it's so much appreciated that you don't even know. It's just, it's heartwarming to know that we do matter to everybody. So thank you. And they don't turn people away. And a lot of people couldn't afford to come. They feed us. They take care of us. Our every need. We need soap. We need this it's all taken care of. We don't have to worry about a thing from the time we get up in the morning till the time we go to bed. They take care of our every need along with God. So thank you. Oh, good morning, church. First, I'm going to give an honor to God who is truly the head of my life. Oh, I want to thank you guys for having us. My name is Carolyn. I turned 64 years old today. And this is my first sober birthday in a very, very long time. But I can thank God it won't be my last one. Oh, let's see. I'm going to start off with... Like I said, my, today's my birthday. It's also my ninth month in this program. I came in December the 3rd. So today is my ninth month. And my sister was telling me today, you got three more months to go. I'm like, no, the program going to be over in three months. But I'm going to be serving the Lord the rest of my life. I want to just start off saying about um, how I ended up in this program because I had somebody that prayed for me. I was living in darkness for so long. I've been married for 21 years. 
My husband is a graduate of this program. He also works for Teen Challenge. And he had everybody in that program praying for me. And I just thank God that God answered prayers because God just tugged on me and he got me there in that program. I was so stubborn. I just wanted to just keep living. I actually thought I was all right. I was maintaining my job. You know, I'm doing all this by myself. But something was missing in my life, and not just my husband, but it was God. So I thank God for all the people at Teen Challenge that prayed for me and got me there. I'm not going to cry. I said I'm not going to (laughs) cry. God is so good. Not only have Teen Challenge, God and Teen Challenge restored my marriage. And I fell in love with my husband all over again. God has been doing great things in his life as well. We were at a banquet, and like I said, I've been with my husband for 20-some years, and I know he was in pain with his feet. But he got prayed for, and my husband's feet actually don't hurt anymore. And I just thank God, because God has healed him from that. I came into the program, I have COPD, and I'm still fighting COPD, but I don't smoke no more, so I know that that's something God going to heal within me as well. I love the Lord so much. Not only did Teen Challenge restore my life, but it restored, restored my marriage to my husband, and I fell in love with my husband, but I also fell in love with the Lord. God is so important in my life now. My favorite verse is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. God knows the plans that he has for me. They, he declares they are plans for good. They are for me to prosper. They give me a hope and a future. And I don't know exactly where we're going after this program is done, but I, I just know wherever it is, God gonna be the head. He's gonna lead us, and wherever He say go, that's where we're going, because that's what we want to do. We want to serve the Lord. We ain't no young chickens either. And God just, I just feel like I grew up with ch- in church as well, so I know about the Lord. But I have stepped out of His plan so many times. So I just, God, just please continue to direct me and help me stay on your path this time. Thank you guys for having us. Good morning, church. Uh, it's kind of hard to follow that heartfelt uh, testimony after Carolyn here. <clears throat> my name is Leah, and um, man, my voice is really rusty, rusty this morning. But um, I was a bad case, <laughs> real bad case. Uh, I was uh, born in Zimbabwe, Africa, grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and I don't know how I ended up to Muskegon, but I know that one thing for sure, God is an intentional and purposeful God. Um, I, uh, so here's the thing, um, I am a professional, got a bachelor's, even had further down in studies, so I know that addiction problems, it don't discriminate whether you're white, black, from Africa, from India, whatever, St. Louis, Michigan, no, it doesn't, actually, you know what, the devil, sin, don't care who you are either. Um, you could come from the right side of town or under a bridge. Satan doesn't discriminate. He's waiting for just another soul. Um, and yes, I did grow up in church. Um, I tried a couple of self-help programs, but that was deception to myself because with the education that I got, I knew. I mean, I always carried a flask. I always had a flask. And there was coffee. 
at least in my mind and everybody else around me okay but um no it wasn't the case um even at church yeah i always had that flask uh so yeah i was a bad case uh i was able to hold a job until i couldn't hold a job but um again i had somebody praying for me so i ended up at teen challenge um i i i, I was in church just kind of passing time by but i actually came to teen challenge and there god started to reveal himself to me slowly i still don't understand him but i'm getting to know him because now i'm actually he brought me out of my egypt to bring me into a wilderness so that i can actually get to read get to know him get to commune with him and um i was so conformed paul always says this in <laughs> in his words you know and i never realized it i was so conformed in this world but coming a team challenge i'm being transformed my mind is being transformed daily it's being transformed not just my mind but my attitude not my attitude even the things that are coming out of my mouth that's transformation that three months ago i could not control because like i said i was a bad case but god the holy spirit really is dwelling in me because he's working and i can see him because i'm like whoa god really is working he's guarding my tongue he's guarding my heart he's giving me wisdom because i pray yeah i used to be smart but i'm not i don't want to be smart i want to have god's wisdom i want to have god's understanding because again paul tells me for i am his workmanship created in jesus christ for good works god prepared him beforehand that i should walk in them i don't have to talk about it but the pep in my step will show that you know what god really created me for good works and sir being very confident in this very thing i know it's not going to be 3 months it's not going to be 6 months it's not going to be 13 months it's now a lifetime because i'm going to be complete until jesus christ comes i'm going to be made perfect until he comes so i don't have to fear no more because you know what all things now are working together for my good they're working together so now i just don't want to go back to that life god here i am I'm your vessel. Use me because not only did you give me yes, the book knowledge, but now I want wisdom like Solomon. I want to exercise that gift because you have created me to do good works. I don't have to do foolish things anymore. I'm doing things to please you. So this is my testimony. Hello good, good morning people. My name is Maria. I'm coming from Texas and I don't speak too much English, but I'm try. Okay, my addictions was alcohol and drugs and prostitution. I made me, me, me go down in the darkness because I I couldn't to stay to any more addictions. I feel I feel very tired and apologizer for my children's for the damage i have caused they forgive me and give me help to through uses i found the strange to over the darkness here is the 10 challenges i found a new life with lord with god i feel calm calm and have a, a peace that cannot explain thank you you for your mercies So, so God, love, and Jesus, amen. My verses, my verses says, Ephesians 6:11. Put on the ball, armor of God, that you may be able to stay again well in the devil. Amen. God bless you. Thanks, Maria. Amen. Um, as I was sitting there, and some of the girls were. 
talking. I feel like the Lord just wants to heal some people today. And whether that's physical healing or spiritual healing, um, the Holy Spirit's here. <laughs> Jesus is in this place. And um, I'd like to pray for uh, Heather and for uh, Carolyn. I want to see her healed of that COPD. And I want to see Heather's liver healed completely. It's 10%. I want to see it at 100%. And if you need a healing, Pastor, would you come up and join me? And, Sister, can you go to the piano for us and play uh, something But in your back? And if somebody else needs healing here this morning, I just think that we just need to take the time to pray for some people today. And Jesus is here and he wants to heal That's right. this morning. Amen. And so... Uh, do we have do you have some anointing sure oil, right here. Pastor? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Rip. And so, if I could get some ladies to come up and sure. pray with these ladies too, and Carolyn, come up here. Amen. And Heather, would you come over here? Amen. If some ladies from the church want to pray, come up. And uh, let's just believe God this morning. Amen. Amen. He, he's still our healer. Stand up, church. Pray together with us, would you? Still our healer. Amen. Amen. Uh, You know, let's just, let's pray for our loved ones. I know many of us here have those that are not serving the Lord, and maybe we have other mental issues or emotional bondages. Maybe we have relationship problems with family members. Let's just pray healing over this. You know, God loves to heal physically, but he also loves to heal emotionally and relationally and most importantly he loves to heal spiritually spiritual healing is the only one that lasts forever just so you know that spiritual healing is the most important one everything else comes underneath it amen let's just pray for our families father we just come to you in jesus name lord we pray for every lost one that you love everyone that you know exactly where they're at just as we've heard the testimonies how how you've chased these ladies down and how you've how you've um, just gone after them and and not left them alone. And Father, we're praying that you just continue to chase down and and just go after those that we love that, Father, are maybe not following you right now. Lord, and if, and if you have them, name them. If you have family members, just name them right now in Jesus' name. Call out their names. Lord, I pray for these people. God, I pray for them by name and we call them out. God, we pray in Jesus' name. God, we name the names. You know them, but we just bring them to your attention. And by doing so, we tell the enemy he has no authority over them. We, we release the enemy. We release them from, from the enemy's bondage. And we just call them out in Jesus' name. And we just pray your healing over us all, Father. All of us have emotional struggles and bondages. And we pray, God, release us all, Father. We may not even realize it. But we, re- we call your freedom upon us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jackie, lead us in that last song, The Goodness of God. Can we sing this song one more time? Amen. Let's sing it. And then we're going to go fellowship and we're going to eat together, okay? But let's sing this as a benediction. Amen.
Father, we just thank you for this day today. God, I thank you for every testimony of, the, of every one of these women. And every person in this building, we have a testimony. We have a testimony. And I pray that we would share our testimony with those around us. Because our testimonies are unique. No one is the same. It's Everyone is unique and different. And we're all special to you, Father. We are all chosen. And we thank you for that. And Lord, I pray now as you go with us throughout this rest of this day, God, be with us in that fellowship hall. Be with us as we eat this meal. Thank you for the people that have made the hands, that have, that have blessed the hands, that have prepared the food. God, and I just pray that you would just go with us, Lord, and just go through the, the end of the program and through the end of life because our program is a life program. Nothing here has an end date. There's no expiration date here, Father. It's forever. It's forever beginning right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen. Join us next door. That's right. Can I give a quick testimony before these ladies go? Sure. I want you to know that this first time I've done this song, Goodness of God, I knew it, but I've never done it. But the Lord started singing it to me on Thursday. And I said, why Why is this in my head? I hadn't heard it anywhere recently. And Friday, he continued to sing it to me. And I said, okay, Saturday morning when I did my list, I said, okay, somebody needs to hear this song, so I will do it. I will do it. And <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, ladies, for just being thankful for the goodness of God. Thank you.